0: episode nine three and D's. we're here took took a lot of deleting files to get this recorded so uh hope you're hope you're grateful hope everyone's doing well joined once again by my good friends Mari and matt fellas it is halftime of the toronto raptor sacramento kings game how we doing how we feeling we're
1: actually just starting the game now uh we we, we intended yeah, that, to start recording at halftime that, that and
2: now the started. a little bit. <laughs> Dude, well, the <laughs>
0: yeah no it's 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 an exciting time look we we took advantage of the situation it's really only happens once or twice a year where the uh Toronto Raptors my favorite team are playing the Sacramento Kings Murray's favorite team so we thought what a better way to dive into a raptors discussion. We're gonna keep it raptors heavy because we are a Canadian podcast. We know our listenership other than uh other than Belgium. We know we know who our audience is. Um they
1: love they love Pascal Siakam over in Belgium.
0: They fucking love you over should in, see the endorsements on that guy.
1: <laughs> That's in Germany, Matt. We looked
0: it up. Yeah, Dusseldorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the other one that you were mentioning earlier, but uh um, so we're here, we're gonna kind of live react a little bit to the game, but Jump into some Raptors talk. It's time. It's time that we gave the Raptors a full episode. This is kind of how we how we started this adventure is wanted to talk, you know, hoops, but talk raps. So uh without further ado, former Raptors. Raptors, <laughs> Raptors are 13 and 14. They uh they're just beating these lowly Sacramento Kings uh here at halftime. It's tied. No, it's not. They're, they're up by it's three. Hard. Damn it. So, uh, are we yeah. behind? Guys, it's halftime. It's halftime. We it, it half. We're
2: right. all
0: watching <laughs> the second half. All right. Um. So, I am a little frustrated. Yeah, let's hear your thoughts. Let's hear your team. thoughts. 13, yeah, Let's get here. Let, let, let's start a little high level because I, I think at this point of the season, especially right now, this is one of the biggest inflection points for this organization since Kawhi left, in my opinion. Like, like this is a very difficult time for Masai and the organization. Um, we were coming off two straight losses to the Orlando Magic, one of the lowest of lows in the NBA right now. They're actually quite exciting, to be honest. I enjoyed watching their guys. But, you know, they were 6-20 <laughs> and 20 heading into those games and they won both of them. So it's certainly a low point in, in the year. There's a lot going on. Like there's a lot of things that we can say. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been not a lot of, you know, can, you know, a lot of the same guys on the court um, at once, but there there's some underlying issues here and uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I think, you know, the trade deadline is, you know, a couple months away. What way will they, where will they pivot? I don't know. We can get into some of that stuff. Do they add talent and give this group a real shot, you know, to make that second round that we were talking about weeks ago? Or is this a pivot point where, hey, maybe we take a step back, go more on Scotty Barnes' timeline and kind of rebuild? Um, So do you guys have... Any? Do you have idea like based on those two lanes? Do you do you have a sense of where they should go, or or what you think they're going to do?
1: Well, it looks like there's a lot of rumors swirling around now with trades surrounding um, Fred VanVleet and Gary Trent, which I think are kind of the two. I, th- I think two personally think two of the most instrumental parts of their offense, particularly in the half court. But they don't quite fit the Raptors mold in that. Masai loves these long, lengthy, six foot nine. Um, <laughs> athletes, and <laughs> athletes, and Freddie and and Trent just aren't quite there. I I I think I see more value in those two than a lot of other Raptors fans. But um, I get why I get why that these rumors are swirling around obviously it's not working um but i i personally think that they could keep this roster as it is make slight adjustments and uh compete in the playoffs I, I, it's a good team i don't think they're a championship winning team but i don't think they're far from it either so i, I don't know if there's a whole lot of change to be made
0: yeah i but think what
2: would get them? what would get them there to be the championship team
0: well, it's not about landing, like, a Kevin Durant and, like, like going all in. It's, it's not about oh, sacrificing. Sure.
2: So, like, do you think it'd be, like, two or three years down the line, they keep this exact yeah. same roster and, and then they develop into it? Or what changes do you think would need to be
1: made? So that that's my my thinking is that, you know, I've been waiting for OG to develop for a minute now. We've seen a leap from him this year. I don't think it's enough to for him to be, you know, a player in a championship run. But something like Scotty Barnes, even Gary Trent, like these guys are second third year players who have a lot more to develop. Scotty Barnes, if he develops on the offensive end, um is just a threat and, and one of the most valuable assets in the NBA, and I think they could hold on to that still.
0: Well, part part of this decision making too is Fred is a free agent this summer. And this is like this is this is big, right? Like it this yeah. is are you planning on re signing him? I, I I feel like they have some sort of wink wink, nudge, nudge deal in place. Um, but if that isn't the case, you know, he's I think he's 29, turning 30 this year. Um, you know, he's on a different timeline. And do you want to pay someone who is, you know, five, 10, who's had a bit of a rough year this year, admittedly, um, you know, 25 to 30 million dollars a year. Um I go, I, I, I see it both ways. He is really the, 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 the blood, like the the heart and soul of the team. Pascal is the best player, but kind of the team's attitude and toughness goes through Fred. So it, it, I think it all stems from that decision. If you're going to re-sign him and, and keep this core together, then I think, yeah, you do add of the deadline. I think you can get a guy like Bogdanovich from Detroit for maybe your first round pick. Like you need shoot, like for me, it's all shooting and ball handling. And that's what we'll get into in terms of some of this team's weaknesses. I want to kind of get a little pros and cons or strengths and weaknesses out on these guys, because there are some clear weaknesses. And I think having a a, a really solid ball handler and or a very good three point shooter um, is like top of the list. But again, if you're not planning on re-signing Fred and going some, semi all in on this team, you're going to be in luxury tax. Then maybe you do shop a Fred Van Fleet at the, at the trade deadline. Maybe you do look at Gary Trent or I hope Chris Boucher. I f- I don't care which direction they go. I want Chris Boucher <laughs> off this fucking team. I yeah. literally cannot stand that guy.
2: <laughs> I think he that's gets, the, the biggest recurring theme.
0: <laughs> it's it's going to turn into just a Chris Boucher hate podcast. And I, I have nothing against the guy. I, I great great Montreal yeah, kid.
2: Canadian kid on a Canadian team.
0: I could never hate on a fellow Canadian, but Chris Boucher sucks monkey dick. <laughs> he is, he is fucking dog shit. He has these, you know how there's like winning players. It just think like dream like doesn't show up in the stat sheet all the time. Like he makes winning plays. Chris Boucher yeah. is the exact opposite. He, losing plays. He makes losing plays every fucking game. He probably costs us six to eight points every game. Um, yeah. There was one in the first half of the Sacramento game that just drove me off the wall he just takes a a crappy shot, falls to the ground, throws his arms up like he's Michael Jordan, not getting a fucking call. And then on the other end, our defensive, they get an easy transition layup because the guy, like, thinks he's the shit. And he literally is the reason why he costs us two to four points on that on that swing. And he does that all the time. He does it literally almost every game. And it's it's driving yeah. me up the wall. Um <laughs> anyway that was a bit of a boucher tangent get him off the fucking team i don't know and the worst part is the the, the raptors announcers praise this guy every no, game they love him they love, they they love him. him like all oh, the energy the energy I'm like guys he just he just he just bricked the fucking layup fell down and then cost you two points on the other end i don't know i'm kind of uh i'm done with him
1: Boucher has a role, and and I, I say this every time you start ranting about Chris Boucher, but he he's good for fifteen minutes, and that's
0: it. And if they go any time over that, then regarding, regarding yeah, he's there. an energy guy. He can do one thing, and he can offensive rebound. That's it. He he can do one thing, and it's offensive rebound.
1: Um, my my question, my question, Justin, is it, it, when we're talking about trading Fred VanVleet. What's the market right now for Fred VanVleet around the league? I mean, I don't know. What do you think you could get back for him?
2: Just Fred. Let's say just Fred. Not not a package. Not anything else. Just Fred. Well, it's all. I mean,
0: it's, I mean that's it's hard to. I'm intrigued. I mean, yeah.
2: Let's think like of... I I would hate to Fred on any other team, right? But mm. <laughs> with what I you're saying, Fred, I like think Fred brings minutes, a lot all, too. All the, he does, lot. but he's also he's also hurt a lot too, which mm-hmm. I think has kind of fucked the Raptors over a lot of times. Like the last two regular seasons and already this year, he always has something that's like a lingering issue that he always has to fight through. And he's probably going to miss 20 to 30 games a year just because of who he is. <laughs> he's not okay. like an every game kind of guy unfortunately to thirty
0: is aggressive, but I hear what you're. Saying. He, play, I mean, he plays Jeez, like. I don't, how many did he
2: play last year?
0: He plays. He he plays. He was pretty banged up last year. I agree. Um, I mean, he plays like the most minutes in the league. He played sixty-five games last year, fifty-two the, game the year played, before, yeah. fifty-four the year before, sixty-four. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he. Yeah, he, so he, it's
1: twenty to thirty
0: yeah, every so that's, year.
2: That's a correct. Statement. Like he just misses a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and fair. it's just like, it's not one thing where it's like, oh, he tore the ACL the one year and then he's back. It's just like always something. And like, I don't know if that's because the way Nurse plays him or, but yeah. And, well, he's
1: also a, he's also a very undersized
0: guard who plays quite aggressive. Yeah. He's not just sure. a spot up shooter, you know, he gets into lane a lot. Yeah. And he's like a defensive, he's, he's one of the better defensive players in the league too. Like he really takes like passion. Well, he has a lot of passion on the side of the court. Um, which I respect the fuck out of. I mean, I love Fred VanVleet. I, I he's having a bit of an off year. I would be really sad to see him go. In terms of teams that I think could use him, I'll name a. Few, I'll throw a few teams out there, uh, and right. then. So I think let's start in the West. I think the Clippers would love to have Fred VanVleet on their team. Um, I think. Uh, I think that the Dallas Mavericks would be a perfect team uh fred and, and luca next to each other like that a little more off the ball for both of them um mm-hmm. i think if minnesota could swing a deal they would fucking love that have a little bit of like that mentality in their locker room um i think they're already all in they have to keep going with with a move like that Maybe like <laughs> what else
1: do they have to minnesota
2: trade it's a lost cause i don't know I mean, I mean they—they're they all in. They have to, to be Gobert all in. Before. Do they do all that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they made a desperate trade for Gobert. I think they have—they might have to do another type of trade like that to keep keep going all in. So those are three teams I named in the West that I think are very realistic. I could totally see if Brooklyn keeps playing well, so they're seventeen and twelve. They've been on a bit of a run, and they can somehow move Kyrie or their figure something else else out there. I can see that being a destination. The Knicks, I would never rule out for any, any type of uh transaction right now. They have so many picks and I think they want to make a step forward. They are above 500. I could totally see that. And then I don't think you can ever rule out Miami. I think if Miami wants to keep competing and they have, I mean, there was talk we've, we've made a trade with them recently. There was talks with other, other things moving on there. So those are like six or seven teams. I could see being Van fleet destinations if, uh, if that's the way the Raptors wanted to go. Um, But again, that's just like, that is the big inflection point. You're in this road of mediocrity right now. I think there is a path to a really good team, a really good um, team here. I think they are a very good team. And again, going back to the, you know, the once in a lifetime championship run that we had a few years ago, you know, that team was one player away, right? They built up an incredible team and then they made the trade. They got the trade. They found an asset, a distressed asset and using their organizational strength, which is probably their biggest strength is like just the organization top to bottom. They were able to pull that trade off and they had their missing piece. So I think that is ultimately the route that they will go. They will resign sign Van Fleet. They will keep them. They might add a piece at the deadline for, you know, somewhat low cost. And then I think that they're going to keep improving internally and try to find that one kind of big trade, like whether it's a Kevin Durant trade or something else. I think that's the route that Messiah uh, wants to go. He really doesn't like losing. And I respect that about him. So that's just my take. It's been a rough couple of weeks for the, for the, Oh, it's also been a rough November and December, a rough four to six weeks. But um, yeah, I think that's where they'll go. And if they do go that way, I think, Bogdanovich would be a huge get I, from from Detroit. Detroit's clearly tanking now. Kate is out for the year. They want Wemby. They want Wemby, and uh, Bogdanovich is just too good to be to stick around much longer in Detroit. He's having a great. Year. I actually
1: think. I actually think that either Bogdanovich, Boyan, or Bogdan on um, Atlanta are good trade targets for the Raptors just because totally. Atlanta's looking to move something as well. That That's not working either. Um, yeah, so strong. you could start – and they have a lot of wings. They have a lot of guards that they could take off um, and accept someone from the Raptors on. So I'd be, I'd be interested in seeing something like that just because those are useful players. But really the only trades that I'm personally not as a huge Raptors fan but as a Raptors supporter – willing to entertain are the big ones as you're saying the the Kevin Durant idea while far-fetched I'd love to see something like OG a couple picks and I don't know whatever the Raptors could get to get KD would be really interesting to me
2: yeah I would love to see that I don't know if it's possible without Brooklyn being about 500 at the halfway point yeah, unfortunately, it makes Brooklyn make anything is possible. More entertaining. I mean, <laughs> True. I need so say one
0: more thing. I could
2: just come and say one more thing. Yeah. I, shit. I, maybe Steve Nash was the problem. <laughs> I don't <yeah>. know. <laughs> I, I haven't seen too much talk on that. Maybe he was. Maybe he was like out of his element. He shouldn't have taken the head coaching jump, and the head coaching jump that he did with the mess that the Nets organization was at that point. I mean, his, he done
0: that. his leader publicly asked for him to be fired before the season started. I can't blame Steve Nash for, for, for the for slow stuff. sure, slow
2: but it's like, it's like they were the 8th seed last year, the 7th seed last year? I forget.
0: I think they were 7, yeah.
2: And they weren't able to do anything the year before that, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. Like, <laughs> like I, I think – probably less than 50%, but I do think there's a chance that Kevin Durant is back on the table in two months, depending on what happens in Brooklyn. I, yeah, just, I, I guess it depends on the cost of like the cost of it. Like would, would we get, would you give up um, OG, Scotty and like three or four of our first round picks? I, that to me, especially with OG's leap, I think OG is so underrated. Like, and I think he's, he, I think he's such a key part of like a winning team and culture. That it's just it's tough to tough to swallow the that mix of OG being cost controlled and then Scotty being, you know, he's in a sophomore slump year, but Scotty still being one of the best kind of trade assets in uh in basketball on top of the picks. And we're, I mean, obviously a very good drafting organization. So they almost mean a little more than someone like the Kings, who seem to miss uh once or twice here. But um I don't know. It'll be very interesting. I think when if Kevin Durant is on the table, you have to take a thousand meetings and really think about it. And I and I think that is the next step. Like right mm-hmm. now, the Raptors rely on really focused defense to generate their offense. And they've been doing so poorly, uh, mostly because they've been really inconsistent in that effort and, and focus. Uh, because they their half-court offense is not good. Like they have one good half-court offense producer and that's Pascal Siakam. And we'll talk about him. He's been on another fucking level. This guy is incredible. And I just, I'm so thankful for all the work he's put in. I think Rico Hines has really helped him. He's been awesome. But other than him, like, I don't trust Fred in the half court because of his size. Mostly. I don't trust Scotty right now. Scotty is like, there's something going on with Scotty Barnes knee. Like there is, there is he's limping every single game. Every time he makes an effort play, He's like his knee like stiffens up. He's basically in like a full limp, and so I don't know. At what point, like at what point, do we give Scotty like a like a maybe needs a little like a little surgery, minor surgery there, or like some rest? Like I don't know. Um, yeah. But our one, one, our, our half court offense is not good, and it'll never be good. I don't think with this current, you know, six nine five, you know, fully five switchable defense. So, um. Yeah, what do you guys seeing from Scotty and, and Pascal, and what do you think about the offense in general?
1: Well, one big thing, as you have mentioned, Siakam's really been, I mean, he's the best player on that team, but he's missed 10 games already this year. That that obviously has an impact on their record, and the half-court offense, as you're saying, has always been an issue. That's that's why I've had it since he, I, I actually disagree. I think Fred VanVleet means a lot to the half-court offense, just because they don't really have anyone who could create off the dribble in the way that... Freddie doesn't. Well, they see Siakam, obviously, but
0: but Mari, have you seen his stats from 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 two? Like when he drives to the lane, he's he's never shot above like forty five percent from in inside the three point line. Like I just don't trust him to generate efficient offense. I I trust him to to be smart and and be a just like play a key role in an offense. But when you need yeah. a bucket, when you need like when when there's five seconds on the shot clock and you know it's a tie game, like I don't trust Fred to do. To, to to come through personally. But, but he's a, unless, he's a shot creator. He
2: had a kid. Unless he just had a kid. We got yeah, exactly. Him. Unless he has a kid. Yeah, unless he has a, if, we, if we hear some
0: kid news Yeah, because
1: yeah. what is that? The, that playoff run three years ago, their half court <laughs> offense was Fred Van Bleet, You know yeah,
0: what I mean? For sure. Like, yes,
2: you have Kawhi For sure. But it wasn't, I don't think the that offense. was a tertiary
0: piece of the offense that year. I, I not know. in
1: the playoffs. Not in the playoffs.
0: In he the he one se- the Milwaukee series. And then you're talking rookie. about his efficiency, he didn't miss. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but yeah, he on If he's not hitting threes at a forty, if he's not hitting threes at a forty thirty eight percent clip, he's not like the same level of usefulness. And he's and this year he's he's had a really rough like shooting year so far, and he he's acknowledged it, and I like his mindset about it, but you know it's facts are facts let's let me let me pull it up quickly he's um oh lord shooting. and and you know
1: the the shooting percentage you could you obviously use that argument but for me it's in the half court it's really about being able to create something and you know who are the people who could put the ball floor on that roster and create something it's pascal siakam that's it If you're if you're not talking about fred Fred is someone who could beat someone off the dribble, have, yeah. have the defense squeeze in, kick it out, and get the ball moving. You know, that's that's something that they need in a half-court because otherwise, there's just these lengthy dudes who love to run up and down the court when on transition. And that's what they're good at, to be fair. But when the game slows down, when you're starting to play seven-game series, you need someone like Fred VanVleet. To me, that's, that, that that's just my... I, I'm high I, on Fred VanVleet as a short I completely king.
0: agree with you. Fred is like a key Hello, short dog... Jay. He's a key cog to a championship level team defense on offensively and defensively. Totally agree. Um, But I don't think he can be your number two. I don't think like you can't be Pascal. and It can't be Fred. Get me a bucket because you like, look, I mean, just look at the stats. He's shooting 36% from the field. Like overall he's shooting 32% from three. He's shooting 40% from two. Like his, his shooting numbers are not good this year. And they've never really been that good. Like even last year when he was an all-star, he was shooting 40% from the field year before that 39% like he's just he's not an efficient scorer and he's a, he's again he's a great he's a great glue guy he's a great distributor he's a great defensive first point of attack although I think he's lost half a step and he's an incredible locker room guy he's a he's a I was undrafted and I bet on myself and I'm here and I'm gonna be the the blood of the team but is that guy worth 30 million dollars or plus plus? Yeah. and uh... I don't know I don't know
1: and, and and this comes back to the kind of reliance on the og jump right we're, we're, we're waiting for og to be that guy on the half court to be able to create his own shot to be able to do that we've seen flashes of it this year and obviously he's improved especially when siakam has been out but i'd like to see a little bit more consistency for, for Freddie to be the number three offense in the half court you know to have two reliable options in siakam and siakam og would be the leap that the raptors need
0: yeah, it'll be interesting how they tinker the roster. Um, I think I, you know we can get into Scotty. I think Scotty can certainly develop into um, that number two or you know two B type of scorer. He's had a rough year, fellas. He's had a rough year. He's been called out by the coaching staff. Um, he has clearly, to me, been hurt. He's lost a little something, lost a little confidence. He's not getting the ball as much. There's some, there's some hesitation um, here from Scotty. Now the second half of the game of the Raptors game is starting, so we're turning that on as we're recording. Um, I don't know.
2: The third quarter is almost done. I've been watching it this whole time. Um,
1: I don't know what you're you're paying attention to, but I've had the stream on this entire time.
0: Guys, I missed the the Raptors game. the team that I
1: love. Yeah, the fourth quarter is about to start.
0: Yeah. So you get into that, <laughs> right,
2: I guess yeah. Another thing with Fred I just want to touch, though, is because he was undrafted and because he bet on himself, as much loyalty as he might have for Toronto, I think he's going to get, like, he's going to try and get as much money as he possibly can to set himself up, to set his family up going forward. Mm. So, I don't know. Like, I think that has to be, unless Messiah has something up his sleeve, which he very well could, I he, that, that man has my full trust. Mm. <laughs> like, I just don't know if it makes sense from, like, a longevity standpoint and to keep the group of guys they have together going forward to not trade him this year because yeah. they're not going to do anything this year. So yeah, I think they should definitely trade him. I feel like Gary Trent is kind of I don't know. I feel like he's going to have to be that supplementary piece to get anything. And then, I don't know. I don't know what you would get with for those two guys that's like a second tier type of guy. Because if Pascal can be like a first team All-NBA, second team All-NBA, he could be your first option. You just need a better second option. Yeah. And if they could get a second, better second option for those two and maybe a pick,
0: I think you do it. I think it's important that the Raptors don't go down the same path that the Mavericks did with, uh, with their point guard. Um, John Brunson. Yeah. Jalen Brunson. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a worst case Ontario situation, uh, where you're losing a reasonably priced asset for nothing. I think if exactly. they, I they'll have a good sense of his market value. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. They're not going to under, he's not going to take a discount. You're right. Totally. No. Um, but they do these guys, they know they know what their market value are before the actual offseason starts. Um, and so I think as long as long as Masai knows that and is comfortable with that again, I would expect a four year, you know one twenty five one thirty million dollar deal for him. Um, I would keep the asset. like I, I you can trade that's a tradable contract, especially with the uh, the salary cap going up um in the near future. I would just avoid that Jalen Brunson situation because the Mavs are no better today than they were, you know, yesterday with Jalen Brunson. They're in yeah, a worse they, they,
2: they didn't trade him; they kept him, and then no, he they, went. They, for they kept money. him, and then they
0: lost him for nothing. Is what I'm trying to say.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted more money, so it's like. The situation. Yeah. So if
0: I were the Mavericks in the situation, I would have paid the guy the money <laughs> that the Knicks yeah, paid.
2: Yeah, but he's also a fraction of the age. And just similar
0: age, he's like twenty. But no, he's like yeah more
1: around the than same the and and similar skill set,
2: similar skill set. But this would be like Fred five years ago, as opposed yeah. to Fred now.
0: Yeah, I guess I would, both I would of them agree
2: with what I'm saying. If it was five years ago,
0: I mean he's, yeah. tw- he's 26. He's about to turn 27. Or no, sorry, he's he's 26. He's, a, he's three years younger than, or two years younger than Fred. But that's a big difference, I would say. Oh, yeah, so... I
1: mean, I think that uh Matt has a great point there, and that Brunson and and Van Vleet really have kind of perfect comparison just as undersized guards who, who who went four years in college, had good careers, and then entered the NBA as kind of underrated, developed. It's just that Brunson is two years younger than Van Vliet is, but if you look mm-hmm. at the timelines, Van Vliet two years ago is when he took that leap, right? So it's it, it's a good comparison to make and a good way for kind of raptors to use as a case study on how to handle the situation. Yeah. I I have a question for you guys. Oh. I mean, would you prefer that we in the case that Freddie doesn't get traded before next season do you prefer that we pay up for him and you know quote unquote waste that 30 plus million dollar contract or let him walk in that case
0: well like if that was to
1: happen what would you rather happen
0: it's not a waste because you, you don't clean up thirty thirty million 30 million dollars of free agent salary uh if you just let him go um so I, I would absolutely i think you absolutely need to keep the asset as long as it's not a gross yeah. overpay which I don't think he will command a gross overpay. I think you need to keep the asset and keep that that on the books. Like like think about what, what Golden State did after Durant wanted to leave. Right, they got uh, D'Angelo Russell. They got him on a contract. They kept that 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 contract on their books to be able to trade and look. Kind of what it got him. That Minnesota deal was a slam dunk for them. Yeah. Um, Matt, I don't know if you have a different different of difference of opinion there, but that's kind of my.
2: I, I would just... You said four years earlier. I would be very wary of four years.
0: Yeah, It like would have to be. I don't think he would sign gonna, anything but a four-year. He's going to get four years somewhere. Hate that.
2: So I would maybe let him walk. I would be all in for trading him this year, though. I think yeah. they should do whatever they can possibly do. I love Freddie. I'd hate him to see on any other team, but it just doesn't make sense. Unless he, like... Unless he's just healthy the rest of the way and, like, figures a shooting slump out and the Raptors kind of right the ship, then sure, maybe see what you can do years down the line. But he's probably going to get hurt again. They're probably, unless they get a little bit um better play from some of their supplementary guys, they're probably going to stay roughly where they're at right now. I don't know.
0: I hope they don't. <laughs> We're going to do a, uh, a trade deadline pot or two closer to the deadline. Um, I think the the van fleet hypothetical trades are going to be definitely flying. I think again, with that, if the Raptors do decide to go, you know, take a step back and look, the organization's smart. If they don't see a path to this team, they will do that. Then I think van fleet is absolutely could be one of the best, best guys on the market come the deadline. So that'll be interesting to see. We named a few teams we think could fit. We'll, uh, get more specific about which kind of what the deals could look like uh a little bit you know maybe into the new year and you know late january or something um well we're in a barn burner here guys 106-106 uh raptors and sacramento tied currently with 7 minutes left to go in the fourth look i'm i'm watching this game and to me it's like abundantly clear that He's like old. the raptors all right calm down the raptors need these some of these shooters like imagine malik monk and like Kevin Herter and these guys on the Raptors. Terrence Davis, perhaps? And who? (laughs) Terrence Davis, perhaps? You you
1: don't want Terrence
0: Davis. (laughs) Terrence
1: Davis is Chris Boucher, but six foot.
0: I loved Terrence Davis the one year he played on the Raps, and I think we let him go because of some sort of case. I don't know if it was a sexual misconduct case or something. There was something going on in his personal life, and we nixed him, and the Kings signed him. And I've just been such a Terrence Davis fan. I thought he had a great first I love the guy. It, it, ha-
1: it happens to everyone, man, and we all love Chris Boucher two years ago. Then you, then we start seeing, oh, there's a problem here. He, he's, he's good in spurts. He's a, he's a heat check guy, but, man, the, the mistakes he makes sometimes are Boucher-esque.
0: Boucher-esque. It's not. It can't be as bad as Boucher, but I hear you. He's, he's had I, I a hell of a game so far tonight.
1: The ultimate Boucher-esque player to me, and Matt knows this, how much I hate Hassan Whiteside, former oh, king yeah. as well, but. Does a lot of good, that, does though. a lot of bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think the Leafs caught on to Boucher
1: now. I think they have now. I, I, I don't I think, think, a I think he why. still
0: has trade value. I really do. I don't know. I Well, I hope he does because I want him off the team.
2: Didn't, didn't he
0: hit the market
2: this summer and then no one wanted him and the Raptors got him back? Yeah, but Raptors yeah. really resigned him the... for like
0: three years for like 30 million or something. I don't know. It's this... 12 million a
1: year right now, I think.
0: Ah, uh, so 36? Mm, Fuck. Yeah. That's what like 12.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: so I don't think I think the league has caught on, and the Raptors overpaid for someone that they love.
0: I think at best he's a he's a throw-in for a larger contract that comes back, right? Like he's part of a a package that
2: yeah, he's a uh, contract. I don't know. Maybe
0: that was their thought process this whole time, but yeah.
2: Also, I, Malik I, Monk is nice as hell. Yeah, I would love yeah. to
0: have Monk on the Raptors right now. Like, I just, like that's the thing. The Raptors don't they're so frustrating because they play so most of the time they play so hard. They're so intelligent. Like they're such a smart team. They're so well coached, but they, they generate these open shots. Like, like a Fred, like Fred's done this a ton of times tonight where he's driven. kicked to the corner and they're open and they just can't hit shots. Like they don't have good yeah. shooters on this team. And it is so frustrating because it's impossible to win in this league. When you don't have good three point shooting, it's just impossible. It's like the way yeah. that the, that the league works uh, it's it's it goes through star players and it goes through the three point shot. Um, and, and
1: let me let me read you a stat from tonight: is that the Kings, as of right now, are shooting 17 for 44 three pointers, so 40 percent clip nearly. Yeah. The, the Raptors have only attempted 18 and have made five. They're shooting 28 percent. So that that's kind of made the difference as far as, I mean, the the person keeping them afloat right now. Funny enough, that we talked all podcasts about him is Fred Van Vliet, who had 35 points these three quarters. Yeah.
0: Got to give Fred some respect. He's had a great game. So yes. what is that 17, 17 to 5 17 to 5 in th- three-point shooter three-point shots Uh makes, uh, makes?
1: Yeah. yeah makes but attempts is uh, it's it's crazy they've only the rathers have attempted as many as the kings have made
0: but that right there that's a 36 point swing like that's like like that that ground is so hard to make up and i get it we're like uh we're, the way that this is constructed like I I like it in theory especially defensively but you need to you it's it's gone to a too too large of an extreme and that's why you do need guys like Fred and Gary Trent and I wouldn't recommend this organization lean into more of those types of players and actually focus on the things that they really need which is shooting uh ball handling and uh more shooting so
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah that's, the right,
1: problem is that uh... A lot of the time, if you're building these athletic kind of teams, which the Raptors are clearly on their path to doing, you miss out on those players. You know, the, it's it's physio- it's physiological. I think you know, shorter arms, better shooter. The taller you are, the kind of harder it is to get good shooting. Kevin Durant obviously is the outlier to that. Yeah, but you need someone like Fred. You need someone like Trent who are sh- smaller, who rely on just shooting, who putting the ball on the floor.
0: Yeah, but I think like the way that the system works, like they're very switch happy. They're they're inc- when they're focused their defense is like it's like orgasmic the way that they yeah. help and rotate <laughs> it's so it's so fucking hot um but like so you can, it's so hot but you can like insert guys like kevin Herter or malik monk or just like shoot like primarily shooters um and still have pretty solid like i wouldn't expect that defensive rating to change too much because of the system right because they have help behind them because they are as long as you're smart, that's really all it takes. If you're smart and you give effort, that's all that, the, that Nick Nurse asks of you. But that point that you're saying, Mari, is completely correct. And that's why I think OG Ananobi is, like, so, so fucking valuable. Like, Bill Simmons just had a trade value list, and this isn't, like, gold, like, set in stone or gold. But he had Ananobi, like, in the lo- like the early 40s as, like, the most valuable trade asset in the league. Um, I thought you were going to say something way crazier. Yeah. No, but like, like, you say 10. like he's the forty, like forty something, best, most valuable player in the league in terms of trade value. Like, I, I even think yeah. that's a little low. Like, he could very yeah. well win the Defensive Player of the Year award this year. Like, he really could. Yeah. Um, and he's, he, he has taken a leap offensively, and he's still super young, and he's on a really good contract. So I would actually like. I think for me, unless it's Kevin Durant, I do. I'm not trading that guy for anyone. Like anyone that's realistically on the trade market um yeah. because you're right mari those 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 point shooters <laughs> oh my god imagine Kawhi really of Kawhi. would we take him back and <laughs> what would that price be that would be insane no Kawhi's, lower Kawhi's than washed wash, man Kawhi's I mean, washed yeah, now he, man he came back the other day like yeah, that was, lit up that was
2: crazy like it was tied at half and then Kawhi and pg kind of just caught fire and then all of a sudden they're up 20 like
0: yeah And hey, his stock was even lower when he was on the Spurs before he joined the Raptors. Like this guy will never play XYZ. Yeah. The Raptors magic, baby. I would do it. I would fuck depending on the price, I would do it.
1: You trade OG for Kawhi.
0: Oh, and not OG. No, I would do Gary, Chris Boucher, and three firsts. (laughs) Give me give give him a little reset the kit the clippers. They would never never do that. an, An
1: interesting thing talking about the uh as sabonis makes a great up and oh, under move to oh, fuck me um but an, an interesting thing that happened in the first quarter here was kind of the antithesis of the raptors length um foul. lineup That's is foul. that the, the, the kings rolled out a lineup of fox mitchell monk um td and chemezi Metsu, who are all kind of on a smaller side, good shooters, good offense. And it worked. And you know the, the, the Raptors had their lengthy ass lineup and these these the Kings rolled out four guards and an undersized big and it worked. So you know as as much as we're saying that the NBA is moving towards length, you, you it it's still about shooting. It's still about being able to put the ball in the bucket. And you know, the the three pointer is just the most valuable shot in the game. You have to focus your team around that.
0: It's so much more valuable. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um yeah <sighs> Yeah. Raptors down four or three and a half. I'm a little nervous. Um, Yeah. Like the Raptors also point of attack defense, like has been really, really poor recently. I don't know what is going on. Like they have really good individual defenders, but they seem to get blown by all the time and, and they haven't been focused on defense enough to have that good rotation help. But like Scotty, Fred, like all these points, like OG is the only guy that isn't getting blown by OG is like just next level. He never gets blown by, but but everyone else, it, it really hamstrings the defense. And the last point I, well, one of the last points I want to make on this team right now, in terms of the way it's made up is there isn't a lot of like true center size on this team, Christian Coloco and Kem, even Ken Birch is a little undersized, but Christian Coloco is the only true defensive paint presence that the Raptors have. And I know he's a rookie and I know he makes mistakes and he fouls a lot, but he does good things for this team like when he's on the court yep. the raptors play a little differently and their defense is definitely different um than like a Thad young or a Burch or a small lineup with pascal at the 5 like he adds a lot of value and i i i'm cons- i'm confused why he doesn't play more for this team because he there's It's because Chris there.
1: Boucher is getting his minutes.
0: Get fuck, get Chris Boucher off the, ro- the fucking roster, bro. Get him and, off. And-
1: this has actually been a problem for the Raptors the past couple of years. You know, everyone talks about their championship run being the Kawhi Leonard year, but really it was it was having Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol back then. Now, since since both Gasol and Ibaka left, it's been Boucher as center, it's been Siakam as center. Those guys aren't real paint protectors in the way that Ibaka and Gasol are. So they Coloco, are them, yeah. in the offseason, you know, Raptors fans were nutting themselves over the Coloco pick because it, it, they they've needed that forever. As much I mean, as we want a Cam Birch, Birch to work, as much as we want even didn't O'Shea Brissett briefly play for the Raptors, you know, yeah. people like that. It just doesn't work. You need a true big.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think and I think Christian will grow into a really effective player. I think yeah. offensively, I don't think he'll be much more than a rim runner, but those are good. Like, that's a good way to diversify your offense. We don't have any of those guys um, either. And I think he'd be a really, really strong defensive presence. He's going to gain some muscle in the offseason. I, re- You already know what's going to happen. This guy's going to come back next year and be like 20 pounds heavier and like, and, and learn a lot from his rookie season. I, I'm i really high on this guy. Um, and another thing we should mention about this team, again, a, a bit of a caveat with the disappointment is they have been pretty banged up, but they always seem to be banged up. Like it always feels like there's people out on this team. And I don't know if it's just luck. Like this last season was the same way, but they just never seem to be healthy. Like, we, you know, Otto Porter has barely played for this team. That was our big signing. Precious Achua yeah. has been out for weeks. He's going to be out for more, more, like at least two or three more weeks. Uh, Fred's missed time. Pascal obviously missed time. That one was a freak accident. Scotty looks, looks, hurts, even though he's playing through it. Gary's missed time. OG is now out. Like, it's, it is like that is the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving this team right now is that they haven't been full at all um yeah but at what point is it unluckiness versus it being a trend of some sort Uh,
1: well the thing in the nba is that everyone misses time right but that's not to discount how much it means that achua and porter have missed time i think those two are really important to their defense um but it's so easy to say that you could go on any team and say oh you know it's because they missed time i think
0: everybody in the nba misses time I agree, but I feel like the Raptors are always near the top of like most games missed from a, a full mm-hmm. team perspective. And it does feel like we just, I feel like most teams get a good sense of what their starting five is, all the, like in terms of them playing together. Oh. And I think the Raptors' best players are like most of their rotation players. They just don't, they just haven't played together much this year. And so that's also me holding out hope for like a little bit more upside. I do think Precious he has, you know, I I really liked what I saw from him at the end of last year. I really like, I thought he was going to take a big step this year and I'm hoping for a second half, you know, step from him, um, which could definitely help. Maybe that's our biggest, you know, trade deadline acquisition is just a healthy precious. Um, So I do see some optimism there, but the scotty barnes knee thing really concerns me it really concerns. it's like, yeah you see
1: him pretty you you brought that up quite a bit now but scotty now just hit a three two to bring the game within one under three minutes to go i think it's, it's starting to tighten up here i think we're we're just gonna gear up for yeah. a game between our two teams
0: yeah i get a little live reaction it'll be good i really I, I if we if we lose to you i'm gonna be so fucking mad um, we're the better
1: team justin it's fine
0: that's not true uh, <laughs> right there um They have no Kevin Herder,
1: no Herder, but no OG. Fair, yeah.
0: Hey, we got we got more guys though. How many are you missing anyone else other than Herder?
1: Uh, major pieces, no. Murray's kind of been in a bad slump. I think Sabonis missed just recently, so he's just back now.
0: Fox, too. I don't, I will say, I don't trust the Kings late. Clock offense, either. I, I actually trust it less than the Raptors' late clock offense. To be honest,
1: they they rely a lot on Demona Sabonis. A uh, late clock, uh, it's a Ooh. lot of Fox, depending on Fox penetrating, but generally in a half court, it's a lot of Sabonis.
0: Would the Kings ever trade Fox like at this trade deadline? Like sell high on him? Not right now. But that's the thing. Like, do you think he'll ever get better than this, or do you think he's do you think he's reached? No. I- yeah, I think he's well, re- actually,
1: everyone's been very. I've always been high on Fox, obviously as a Kings fan, and everyone in the NBA has kind of been low on Fox the past couple of years. I don't think they've been watching. I don't think he hasn't changed that much this year. I think the the, the bag is quite the same. It's it's really working around Sabonis. It's the chemistry that's working for them. Um, I just don't see him being I, like
0: a top two or three player on a championship team.
1: I think he is. I I think he's yeah maybe not the first, definitely not the first option, but you know. The, his ceiling is like John Wall, and how so high were we on John hit, Wall he, before? He I, I think he could get there. I think we. I'm not saying that it's his absolute ceiling, but I don't think there's a whole lot more he could add to
0: his game that gets there. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I was, if I was the Kings, I would look at seeing what his trade value is because, I mean, they have a ton of guards. I, mean, I know they have a, they don't have a ton of point guards. They have a lot of guards on this team. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he would definitely be a classic sell high. Um, I think,
1: I think you're a year too late on the trade Fox trend because Ooh. they had to choose between Tyrese and Fox. As Fox now makes a tough layup to get oh, the lead to disgusting. five. They had to uh, choose between Tyrese and Fox, and they chose Fox. Right? I know, but like so we mentioned this in the
0: last episode, that was it was a tough or a couple episodes ago. That was a really tough call because his stock was probably at its lowest or close to its lowest. You know, since he was you know, a rookie or whatever. Um, it was really low. No, like, they, it would have been tough they, to sell him at that point.
1: They they sold high on Tyrese. And, you know, it's, 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 I, I wouldn't even okay. call it a sell high. I think they just sold him. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is a him. top three-point guard in the NBA right now. And is outplaying Darren Fox. I, I mean, with the year he's having, I, I think he's going to make All-NBA third. He's unbelievable. He's really, really, really good. I Even I didn't think that he'd be this good this quick. And I watched a lot of Tyrese like 20, last year. You know?
2: 22, 21 even. It's yeah,
1: it's, it's unbelievable how efficient he is, how good of a shooter he is, how well he leads that team. He He's really good.
0: So, yeah, I, I think you, you guys are going to rue that trade a little bit here in the next five years. Um. I'm looking, I'm looking forward now as we kind of, this game is starting to wrap up. It's starting to look not so good for the Raptors down five here with 90 seconds left. Um, I like we, we, I know we keep hitting, or I keep saying hitting this point home about inflection points and which direction are you going to go? If we're looking forward for the end, for the next three, two, three weeks here, let me read you. There's their schedule coming up. It is, it is a gauntlet to be honest with you. It's tough. Yeah. Um, as like keep one eye on the game. So the Kings tonight looking like probably a loss to be honest. They're playing Brooklyn, who's been playing, playing fantastic. There we go, Gary. Okay, three point game. Um <laughs> They're playing Golden State. Or, so they're playing Brooklyn. Playing great. <laughs> what? What you say? All right, Matt's Matt's quite now. Um, fuck. They're playing, they're playing Brooklyn, Golden State, the 76ers, the Knicks, who've been playing fantastic, honestly, recently, the Cavs, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Suns at Indiana, Milwaukee, New York, uh, the Knicks again, and then the Trailblazers. That is, I just listed off. 12 no days games. off. 12 games. There are zero gimmies in that, uh, in that schedule. If they go four and eight, three and nine, like in that stretch, which I, based on the way they have been playing, I, oh, what a great Fred play that would have been. Um, yeah, Freddie. I mean, every, every oh my team God. Just listed is above five hundred. Exactly. Yeah, every that zone. could be the, that could be the inflection point. That could That's, be what makes the decision for that organization, yeah. right? For sure,
2: I, I agree. Oh. And like, say they get another injury, right? Like, that could for
0: sure. Like, yeah, what if Scotty, up. what if Scotty's in oh that was oh you see that play by Scotty? It's shit like that, man. It's like he's just not focused. Uh and he's a baby. He's he's 20. He's a baby. Freddie
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Freddie can be so nice, that's why it's so frustrating. He's so good.
1: Yeah, you make it. plays.
2: with 30 seconds left, a steal like that, and he's gonna go back the other way if he doesn't fuck up the path. Then they're down
0: one. Yeah, usually to play him last, he can't be playing thirty-nine minutes a game. Like it's just like he can't be in the forties. Like he really can't. And that and
1: that tough. And and he just had a tough bucket on Sabonis too, and a really well-guarded shot. He he as a shot maker, man. uh, In terms of bag, a lot of players have bag in this league. I think Freddie underrated bag, man. The package, the layup package is crazy on him
0: so the raptors are both. oh my god sabonis is a 20 and 20 right now that's <laughs> damn that's
2: it's got it, 25 and 10. that's why yeah no
0: on
2: assist I, too i, oh I love god. the guy
0: i fucking love the guy no so the, the fact that sabonis has a 20 and 20 just shows you the need for a guy like christian coloco like that would yeah, not exactly. happen if christian coloco was playing 25 to 30 minutes a game um awesome. i'm sorry well the Raps are probably about to lose 30 seconds left, down five against this fucking Kings team. We're gonna be 13 and 15 in a pretty good east, or at least top heavy East. Um I just I just listed 12 tough games. Let's say they go four and eight on those games. That's you know 17 and 23 you're uh, that. at that point, halfway through the season. And that that's you're getting into mid-January at that point, 17 and 23. You know what happens if they're there? I think that's very realistic for this team right now. Um, I wouldn't want to be in Messiah's shoes right now. That's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, in
1: Messiah, we trust. In Messiah, we trust. If there's one person in the world who could figure out what the best thing to do with this is, I think it's Messiah Jury. So, and uh, what's his name? That Hawaiian dude. What's his name?
0: Um, Bobby Webster. Webster. That Hawaiian dude. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Wait, the <laughs> the which one? Which one? Yeah, I don't know. I think this team is a lot more talented than their record and that they're playing right now, but I don't know, man. I don't know. And Gary, let's I want to talk about Gary quickly before this game wraps up, before our recording wraps up. He's had a rough year. They're bringing him off the bench. Like he hasn't had that same defensive focus. He has a player option for next year, which I think he'll decline. I don't I think it's like for 17-ish million dollars. Let me just check that up. Look that up before um getting it on the record. But you know, he's he's 23 years old. He's the type of guy where I I would honestly bet on him to to actually be, a, you know, show a lot of improvement moving forward. I would resign yeah. him to a deal around that range like moving forward. To be honest with you, I think it's a great sort of quote-unquote buy low and if I was a team, I would absolutely be out there I'm um, trying to acquire him this year if possible um yeah 16 yeah he's making 17.5 this year and he has a player option for 18.7 so i think he's gonna he's gonna probably turn that down um i think he's just got a lot of tools that you can work with right he's still young he's 23 he's a really good shooter uh he's got that you guys keep saying it i think he's got that dog in him i really do he's, no justin oh. he's got it in him he's he's there um <laughs> Oh, and and he's shown that he can be a really good defender. He's he's lacked something. I don't know if his role is going to be a very high end six man or a just a solid starter on a really good team. But I would definitely focus on if you're not going to trade him for value at the trade deadline, which I think they could do as well as a pivot. Um I think you should resign uh, Gary Trent. But what have you guys seen from him um this year? He's definitely been disappointing. Are yeah, you- he- go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh shit, no you go. No you, no you, no you. No you
0: look cuter. No you're prettier. No you.
2: No you're prettier. No you say it back.
1: Uh, no you. <laughs> there you go. No, well well Trent's on a down shooting year and I think is you know one of the most valuable trade assets in on the Raptors, just because of his skill set and what he does and, and his age um on a reasonable contract at the moment for someone like that and as a ceiling, yeah, he's a valuable starter but his floor is a six band on a championship team. I think that's pretty impressive. you know.
0: I think he could, I think, I don't know if the thing is, I don't know if he wants to be that guy. I think he thinks that he can be so much more, which I think that's a great mindset to have, but does it, does it happen for the, to the detriment of a team of the team? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think. I don't, I don't
2: know if like, like he's, he's one of those people that just doesn't, doesn't love Canada as much as everyone else does. Maybe. Yeah. Of of everyone on the Raptors, it seems like he doesn't love it the most.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like look at OG and that, Scotty. They
2: yeah, love like, it there. Yeah exactly. Like I don't know if that's just like a 23 year old
0: like being well I don't know if the, the city or the country has embraced did... him as much as Tough Bucket by Fred. Uh, as embrace him as much as the guys like Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, or Scotty Barnes, right? I think that's part well, of that's, it. Well, yeah, so that's like one you... thing
1: I wanted to bring up actually earlier from this podcast. One thing that you talked about a lot is the Raptors' culture, something that they've cultivated a lot through messiah Jerry's, through years of play. Someone like Siakam, OG, and Scotty, those guys have really bought into that. freddie as well. yeah absolutely. I'm not sure, as I agree, I don't think Trent really has bought in as much, but that's kind of why I'm hesitant to talk about trading those guys because the culture is so strong there. And I agree. Maybe I don't know if Freddie takes a downgrade for that, but OG and Scotty particularly, these are young guys that love the city, love playing for the Raptors, and the city loves them back.
0: Yeah. I don't want to trade any of those guys. Again, I I, I but if you told me tomorrow there was a news article that said Gary Trent requests trade from Toronto, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Like I really wouldn't. Yeah. There's something about his Mindset. I, don't, I think he probably feels underutilized, underappreciated, and like un, he probably thinks he can do. He's probably a lot better than what you know he's given the opportunity to do. But I think he's a little bit in and over himself. I love the mindset, but I think he's a little too cocky right now for his own liking. So that'll be very interesting to see what the Raptors do there. I don't know what trade value he has. Again, he hypothetically could be a free agent this year. Um, so what do you give up if you're another team? I don't know, but that'll be very interesting. Raptors down two with seven seconds to go. Um, we don't have the ball. We need a steal or a quick foul here. Uh, are you feeling good about your chances to pull this one out?
1: I do. We have strong free throw shooters on this team. I I, I love the I yeah, love that bucket sense. that Freddie and P- Pascal worked to get in that last possession. We'll see what happens. Who tried foul?
2: That was almost yeah, a bad. Yeah, Fox fouled in backcourt. Holy Ooh. shit. Wow, what if you just form tackle someone seriously? <laughs> like if like player a player one, player two, maybe. That would just be so funny. So just fucking wraps up and finishes. <laughs> what I
1: what I want to talk about on the, on this pod next is NBA players who could easily play other sports. Because I was looking at Drew Holiday and how insane he would be as a as a cornerback in NFL.
2: Oh, it'd be disgusting! Lockdown. He, He's like, built
1: like Jalen Ramsey.
0: Dude, twice the size of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. It's insane. Well, Fox missed the first. Okay, it's a three-point yeah, game. A... Made the second.
1: Left the door open.
2: You're, you're door five open. seconds ahead, and it's hilarious. Because you can just read your reaction, and, yeah. and I know it's going to happen.
0: I'm excited that we're doing this live, and, and I'm sure the audience is absolutely adoring the content right now. Yeah. Uh, six seconds I, know, I know the
1: podcast... Might not love the live react, but this is too good of a game to to yeah. shut away from. It, is, it has
2: been a good game. Uh, it was kind yeah. of a risk going into this, but I think it's worked out pretty well.
1: Especially with Kings and Raptors fans in attendance. You that know, we're all Raptors fans. Yeah, we're all Kings fans
0: in here, right, guys?
1: Wow. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Ish. I don't even. Know. I don't even want I'd to. I'd love
0: talk to
1: see. Fred kick out, come into corner, misses the three. It's got to go. That's they're that's for sure
2: missing this. They're yeah. for sure, they're going to get a yeah. good shot, but they're for sure going to miss. It's, it's Leandro Barbosa. What's Leandro Barbosa doing to King's bench? Dude, and Jay Triano. I saw that earlier. Like, you don't like even know your own team, Mari.
1: I didn't know Leandro Barbosa was on a, was on a King's staff. That's
2: crazy. He went back to
0: it's like... going to be, I can't watch it. It's going to be a Pascal top of the key drive and kick to either fred or gary on a pick on a on a pick down or a pick pick play um to get fred or or gary open watch
1: this. i i I just got a um
0: notification report yeah oh god i just i won't
1: spoil the ending but let's see what happens scotty with the ball inbounding gets to fred wide open for the three misses Siakam gets the rebound, puts it in for two. Kings win.
0: Dude, Fred rushed that three, bro. He rushed it. I know he wide had. Why he, he had, had three He's seconds, man? He, he basically pushed off the guy, didn't he called for an offensive foul, and then like fade it, did a, hit a fadeaway three to try and win the game, to tie the game.
1: He was wa- he could have really He's wide open. He, he could to take him three
0: seconds yeah, wow. to, to set his feet. God fucking <laughs> damn it! All right, the Raptors lose one twenty four, one twenty three. Go <laughs> Kings! What a dog shit defensive performance. Played God damn it! I hated this. This is a horrible idea. Fuck. Go Kings. Raptors fall to 13 oh. and 15 here. Just lost to the Orlando Magic back-to-back before losing to the... Uh, how many years now since they've been in the playoffs, Mari?
2: open, man.
0: Uh, you before it was...
2: Are you watching the replay? Like, Gary Trent doesn't even go for the rebound. He's I just
0: turned off. I turned off casually
2: walking from the corner as soon as Fred puts the shot up. Like, it's just things like that that I think... He just isn't as good a fit as every single other person on their team seems to be.
1: I love looking at stuff like that. what what yeah. happens when somebody other than you takes the shot and makes it or misses it? What's your reaction? I think that means a lot too. For
0: sure.
1: Um it tells a lot about what what, what your place is on a team. And yeah, uh, to me, Gary Trent, buddy.
0: To me, Trent has like the right skill set for what we need, but like the wrong personality, like the wrong raptors mentality. It's so frustrating. It really is.
1: I guess we'll right. see in the next little bit. Well, we'll take a quick Close break off, and then Justin.
0: wrap things up. Uh we'll wrap things up, but uh stay with us a few more minutes and then we'll get out of here. And we're back. I uh we're we're gonna wrap it up. Uh Mari's left for dinner. I'm in a bad mood. Matt is as happy as he's just he's just always happy as a clam, this guy. Dude, um, I'm
2: just, I'm just, uh, I'm happy that was an entertaining game. I thought one side was probably gonna take it over the other, but I don't know. Like, I'm definitely more a Raps fan than Kings, but yeah, that was that was a fun game. I hope, I hope the Raps <laughs> figure it out.
0: It's got yeah. check time. It's look, it's look in the mirror time for the boys. I don't think anyone, other than maybe the Lakers,
2: because they're just the most heavily scrutinized team that exists. Yeah. I don't think it's more of a gut check for any other team other than the Raptors right now in the entire league. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the Hawks, but has also been struggling, so he'll turn it around.
0: The Trey stuff. We're, we're going to have to get into the Trey stuff on another episode. That shit is concerning. Yeah, for sure. That. Has, that has gone down. Sure. Um, I agree. I don't think there's another team that has a more – other than maybe Chicago, like Chicago's got to be in crisis mode right well, now. I
2: think, I think Chicago's like done though. Like the Raptors still have, like obviously Chicago still has playoff aspirations, but they're a game or two from just blowing it up. Like I don't, I don't, I think they're past the, the gut checkpoint. Whereas they, Toronto? Toronto is like right there. Like it, it can go completely either. Like say they, of the 12 games, say they go. Eight and four, say so they go the opposite of what you said. They're yeah. fine. It, that takes them to the four five seed even with how the parody is working in the East right now. They're fine, and then maybe you, yeah. Like I still think you could trade Freddie, so maybe you trade Fred and
0: something else and get get your premiere too. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm very intrigued. It's the five stages of grief. The rappers are still in denial, and the uh the bulls are are at the acceptance phase of their, uh, of their grief. But um, yeah, interesting game. Get on the Kings. I mean, they 17 to six was the final three point make tally tough to tough to win when you are getting out shot 30 by 31 points um, <laughs> from the three point line. So back to the drawing board. We'll see what the boys do. We'll keep our heads held high. But that's it from us, guys. Thanks for tuning in uh, and indulging us on this little uh, semi-live reaction pod. Um, hope you all have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, holidays are coming up. Happy early holidays to you all. Um, I know Matt and Mari and myself will hopefully be together again uh, over the Christmas break. So excited to to do that. Maybe another IRL pod. We'll see, we'll see what the schedules look like. Um, (laughs) but yeah (laughs) thanks again episode nine of three d's in the books have a great week guys and we'll talk to you soon